We're recording. Recording. No uh, more, Mr. Quick. Paul, Paul, Mr. Quick. Paul, Mr. Quick. I would think. I was thinking about how my wife betrayed me. <laughs> that would be uh, <laughs> immoral. Was that him? No. <laughs> that would have been amazing if that was the same actor. It's your episode today. How do you want to handle it? You you do what you want. Okay, here, let me get this uh, intro up here. Get this uh, started. So, I think one of the best movies ever made in the last 30 years, because it's coming up, shit, 25 years ago, I saw this movie in theaters. I was probably the only person to see this in theaters when it came out initially. Yeah, probably. Because it had... It opened up in the February era of the Titanic um, box office bonanza push. So every weekend, Titanic was number one, and all these movies came out in the, the subsequent months in the winter of 98, and they all got destroyed by Titanic, and Dark City was, of course, one of them. One of the best movies ever made, and we're going to discuss it right now on this piece of shit uh, Hollywood show. Oh, yeah. So there we go. Dark City. Good evening. <laughs> at the very end. Those I are love new. Alex Proyas. Yeah. I, I love I think I, I think I like all of his movies except for maybe one, but I forgive him for one because, well, I, I Robot was okay, but that really wasn't his movie. No. But knowing. Um, but knowing I like. I think knowing is fun. Knowing is interesting. Even Roger Ebert liked knowing. We will get to knowing Roger Ebert. Fest. Yes, yes, we will. It's on the Cage Fest. Because um, Roger Ebert had this weird fascination and love of Alex Proyas, where every time Alex Proyas had a movie come out, Roger Ebert put on his top 10 list every time. No matter what. Even iRobot, I think, made the list. iRobot is just, that's a whole different ball game. We're not going to get into that, are we? Well, that was just, no, that was a studio movie. That he was bullied on because they thought they could push him around because he was, you know, an independent Australian director. And he wasn't really, you know, a big time. He made a couple of cult movies and they thought they could get him for cheap to do this movie. And he said he wants to make, he want, he would write a book about his experiences, but he couldn't because he signed all the NDAs. Yeah. So maybe in, maybe soon, because it's been, I'm sure the statutes of limitation are up on an NDA. He'll probably write a book about how iRobot was a living nightmare for him. But he did say uh, the best thing about it was working working with Will Smith saved him. And he said that actually was the only reason he never he didn't leave the project was Will Smith. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But Dark City is the movie we're going to talk about. The movie he made after The Crow. 1994 is The Crow. He came out with uh, Dark City, which according to IMDb Trivia... They made a leap here on IMDb Trivia. They were saying, uh, during the course of shooting on The Crow, uh, Brandon Lee and Alex Proyas would go to the movies together and watch movies on breaks. So he was, technically, Alex Proyas had the idea for Dark City. So if Brandon Lee would have lived, he would have been the star of Dark City, more likely. Which is a leap, because maybe, maybe yeah. yes, maybe no. I mean, I don't know. 
I, I never heard a bad thing about Brandon Lee. Everyone seemed to like him, so po- he probably right. Will. Yeah. Well, who's going to call him an asshole when he gets horribly, he gets horribly killed in an accident like that? No, but beforehand, you, you that know, guy was an asshole. I'm glad he's dead. The the guy who killed him, yeah, like did not do movies for a long time. Yeah, like he, he went into hiding and did therapy and shit. He was in seven. Yeah, but. He's in seven. He's the guy. He he is the guy in the uh, sex cauldron. He's the guy. He, and people come in. There's suitcases full of stuff. That was him. That's the same guy. So, and he's in Tales from the Hood. Happy. What's his name in uh, the Crow? In the Crow, his comic book character has like a smile on it. Oh, they call him Happy. Yeah, Mister Happy or something. There ain't no coming back. Oh, it's not him. <laughs> oh, never mind then. No. But um, yeah, so Dark City is really a really um, cult movie, obviously. And I'm so glad that we live in a time where there is a director's cut. There is a Blu-ray version of it. You can get it. It's readily available. And for a long time, it wasn't. And then, like, I think it took about, God, probably 10 years for it to come out. It was great. This is the guy who actually, yeah. yeah. It's not his fault. I mean, no, well, yeah, but it but wasn't his fault. Still, shit, but still exactly. Bad, yeah. I could see it's that really fucking He died. He recently, he did die recently, though. He, he finally passed away not too long ago. Uh, and uh, Ben Affleck, or Ben Affleck, Bruce, uh, or, um, what's, Brandon? oh my God, Alec Baldwin. Jesus Christ, that's a stroke. Alec Baldwin. No remorse, no regret for killing a woman and shooting a director with his mistake. I just want to, it shows you the differences of a human being. Alec Baldwin's yeah. a piece of shit and he should be ran out of the city for forever. Shouldn't be allowed to work again, but he's working and he's back to working full time. So, whatever. For a guy who makes fun of so Donald the, Trump as he does in SNL, the man is just like him. Oh, sure. Well, sure. Full on. But um, uh, uh, Alex Proyas, though. We're talking about my man Alex Proyas, big Australian guy. Um, so apparently, uh, New Line fucked with his cut because they didn't understand it. Because of course, it's a Hollywood studio system, and they made him redo the the movie. So the theatrical cut is not his version. So the theatrical cut had has an opening monologue with Kiefer Sutherland, who basically kind of gives away the movie. It's like Blade it, Runner in, in the director's cut. That's not in there. Yeah, it just basically gives away the movie. And you kind of like, oh, what? And then, like, you know, it's revealed later what they are. But I just remember being just in awe of this movie when I saw it initially because I had no idea what this was. The trailer kind of gives you an idea, but the movie's, you know, completely different. And it's just amazing. It's just a great movie. It's a great sci-fi movie. And it's funny because there's three different writers on it. You have Alex Proyas's original script. Then you have Lem Dobbs, which is an odd person to throw into this script but i guess he said in an interview lem dobbs was like well they call me kafka-esque which they don't even know what that means so i just get these movies when they say it's kafka they send it to me to rewrite so uh, <laughs> don't ask me why and this movie was not kafka-esque but they don't understand that so it doesn't matter and then david s goyer david goyer wrote the rest of the script he wrote the shooting script which included all the action set pieces basically so uh, that's what David, S. David, S. David Goyer 
Yeah, he made it just the action. He made the action set pieces and I all that stuff. Guarantee he so. wrote the last the last sequence. Yeah, I wouldn't which doubt. Which is it, like yeah. a scene I was watching, and I'm like, God, how did the Matrix fuck up this scene so bad? It's just right. It's, yeah, it's Neo and Agent Smith fighting. Only it works in this movie, and it's terrible in the Matrix Reloaded. So apparently, the sets for this movie were sold to the Matrix production. A year later, the same the after this one was wrapped filming, so there's a Matrix connection because they shot in Australia and Matrix shot in Australia. Yeah. I can see that. So the sets for Matrix are the same sets from Dark City, basically. This on is only stages. a year before the Matrix. Yeah. Um, so what you said you saw this in the in the theater. What what's your kind of history after that with this movie? Oh, I loved it. I, I saw it with my buddy, and we had uh, two girls with us. We and we both. Well, it was a kind of a platonic double date thing going on and we saw this movie in theaters and it was a lot of fun and they didn't like it i loved it he loved it and we we're both like oh this movie was great so we did you know sleep now we did i talked like richard o'brien for like six weeks after this movie came out and i never got rid of it i was like oh I always talk like him for the rest of my life for this i movie. still tell my kids that when i want to go to bed i go sleep <laughs> all the sleep. time wow yeah, I probably did it while you were here. You just probably <laughs> like, so... sleep yeah. now. It's just a. It's not a quotable movie, but there are a couple lines that I just love in this movie. Um, well, all of them great, are. It's a great premise. Yeah, spoken by the others. And yeah, the I say I, I didn't see it in the theater. I'm really jealous that you did. I saw yeah, it, it a little something. more interesting roundabout to see it because my friend, this came out in 98, so I was in middle school. My friend's aunt ran a video store. I told you about this. We worked there. In, in oh, yeah, yeah. Stuff. So this was in the era of screeners for video stores where you would they would give them to the managers and you could watch the movie and just so you know how to, if you can play it on the on your video or not, or, or you know what I mean? Right. So they do screeners for two reasons, video stores and for the Academy. Those are the only two reasons they ever did screeners. But this was, it was a VHS screener. So every few minutes it would pop up with property, you know, that sort of thing and scrolling on the bottom. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my friend watched it in middle school and we're like, we already love The Crow. So we're like watching this. We're yes. Like, what the fuck is this? We knew about, we knew Alex Proyas. We knew The Crow. We're like, okay, this is up our alley. Let's watch this. And it's one of those movies where we just sat there in silence for two hours. And we're like, oh, oh, credits came up. We're like, holy shit, that was awesome. Let's watch it again. And we just started it back over. We're like, what did we just watch? Because it is there's a lot in this movie. Yeah. Is, is this wrong? There's both a lot and not a lot at the same time. Because it is kind of repetitive. Well, but each time you see it, it means something else, knowing what you know now. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like each, it's like each act break is leading you closer and closer to him realizing yeah. what his power is, what his potential is, and what and their actual just, goal um, is. Yes, you find because, out their um, goal right away because Kiefer's upside down and he's like, "Don't, don't you want to the human soul?" But you find out they're implanting memories so that they can break down what a person is and if they will reject it they're actually looking for what happens but once it happens they're like no no fuck this we gotta put it down right yeah shut it down shut it down <laughs> forever 
I think he died actually right after this movie. I think that guy, that actor passed away. So this was his last. I think that's the case. He died right after this movie. Well, it looked like he was fucking dying on the movie set. Uh, he, looked, he, he looked worse than Christopher Lee, for God's sake. <laughs> they got me in this goddamn suit. They got it's me in this seventy-something-year-old man in like a in like a S and M bonded yeah. leather. <laughs> Slap my ass and call me Nancy. He's like, shut it down, shut it down forever. So I guess that Mister Sleep was um, was played by a girl and a boy, yeah. twins, their children. Oh. Yeah, one was a girl, one was a boy. That was kind of funny. Hell yeah, um, yeah, that was a good one. I love that. But just um, yeah. So apparently, Donald Sutherland or um, Kiefer Sutherland got this script. He thinks he got it by accident because he thinks it was for his dad. Because the Ooh, his really? character in the script was older, and I guess um, he met with he met with um, Alex Proyas. And Alex Price was like, well, that's interesting. And at first he was going to dismiss it. But then he's like, well, read for it. Let's come and do the movie. We'll see what you do. And he actually liked Kiefer a lot. And I guess he said it made more sense for him to be young because he sacrifices his youth to these guys. Like yeah. he's lived this, you know, he's he's had to implant his, he had to erase his own memory. So you'd be a young man doing it, basically. And that gives it more drama in a sense. It does. It's just, he's wasting his life with these these aliens, the strangers, <laughs> strangers. <laughs> but he's not—he's not so water. young. We're like he's not a scientist. You're like right, yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect age of yeah. experience plus vulnerability. Because oh, yeah. he's—he's got like a deficiency or something going on with him. And I, and I love the little moments in this movie, like the, the scene where the the people wake up. They go to bed poor. They wake up rich. Oh yeah, they the table. Yeah, it's so awesome. It's just—it's such a fucking cool movie. Where it's just it like they, they play with all these different and they keep all the memories. They just put new memories in these people's heads. Yeah. And they just play with this concept trying to figure out what makes a human being a human being because they're not human. And then they find out they, they stumble upon, oh, in putting a human in a situation like this, they're going to adapt and they're going to evolve yeah. to match you. And that's basically what happens. And that's what makes the movie so interesting because they're going to make, yeah. Rufus like Sewell, that, they're gonna make him a serial killer. Uh, and and Mister, what? Sorry, which one takes this Rufus Rufus Sewell's uh, memories? And he's like, I uh, R- R- Richard, Richard O'Brien. I think it was Mister Hand, or might have been. I, the, I don't I know the names that well. Hold on, I got. I can look it up. All right. I know is Mister Quick gets his head cut off by a billboard. Yeah, yes, that's so. <laughs> no great. more, Mister Quick. Paul, Paul, Mister Quick. That guy, it's so I said it's not no more, Mr. Quick, Mr. Hand, Mr. Hand, okay, Richard O'Brien's Mr. Hand, Ian Richardson, Mr. Book, Bruce Spence is Mr. Wall. So, Mr. Book is the Mr. Book is the main guy, guy. young Vader, yeah, yes, Um, he's the he's the but anyway, uh, Mr. Rain, that was getting to Mr. Sleep is the is the kid that was played by a kid, a girl, and a boy. Uh, let's see. Uh, only these have random strangers. Those are the and only I, strangers with names. The movie is interesting because they do the thing, like you're saying, they they swap memories around to see how they react. As soon as they get a reaction out of a person who's like evolved, they're like, "Oh fuck, kill him!" <laughs> you don't know how to kill him. Kill him. That's what I was getting to. Is Kiefer yeah. has that line of like, "This is what you wanted." Like, 
Yeah. You're getting what you he's, wanted now and you're did freaking this yourself. out. Well, that's I think that's the idea is it's a self so it's a self this self-destructive nature of of just existence. You're going to yeah. you're going to aid your own destruction and that's what they did trying can to I, figure out the Can I ask you a question? You've seen this movie a lot. I've seen it a lot. Does it bother you in the scene where Jennifer Connelly meets Kiefer Sutherland? Because uh, some random guy goes, your husband's therapist wants to meet you. Right. Goes there, and he's playing with rats around a circle maze. And I'm like, that's really on the nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really on the Well, she's not going to know what's happening. No, but there's an she audience figure it out. Does it bother you at all? That they're... It's kind of like a cool little thing because you're not thinking about what they're doing. Yeah. I, it happens yeah. early enough. Rats in the maze thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, he also has rats in the maze in his, in his experiments. They've already they've already kind of established he's the rat he knows that it's a maze and everybody's a rat in a maze and they yeah. keep playing with that motif and it happens more than once and uh, this is Melissa George's first movie yeah from Thirty Days a Night Melissa, she gets Melissa George wicked naked she gets naked and she gets circles cut into her boobies <laughs> yeah. by the guy from um, Rocky Horror Picture Show and then Jennifer Conley has to find her daughter hiding under her bed. And Jennifer Connelly does not show any booby. No. William Hurt is the detective. Very good. I love his character because I I, I I always hate the cliche of he never believes, the cop never believes them, never believes them. Really, right off the right. bat, he's pretty much knowing something's up. He knows something's up. He doesn't know up, yeah, because, what. He's he, like, he always notices, up here. He notices the little, little beats in the little little mistakes where like yeah. his, ten, his tennis shoes are untied and he remembers tying the other guy's tennis shoes but then he has that uh problem and his like for some reason that's a little quirk of his but he never had it before and he realizes wait a minute yeah i've never done that before and all of a sudden i now my shoes i always leave untied that's weird and he begins to kind of piece it together he's they're sitting in the car and he's telling jennifer conley like i have the my daughter's thing he's like i don't remember why it won't when I got it, doesn't that seem like something I would remember? He's just like staring. Like he, he's on board already and he gets like 100% involved because he sees uh, Rufus Sewell's like, you ever see that? He's making like papers float. Right. Yeah. 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 And then a next scene, you see him, they're bashing on the fucking wall. And then he's just, he's just, like, he's <laughs> tuning the tune. So I guess the original ending. Was much different from what ended up in the film, final film. Okay. Originally, there was a trial. Alex Proyas describes it as Kafka esque. Murdoch was originally put on trial for the murders of the prostitutes. It eventually de evolves into a bizarre existentialism, and Proyas wasn't satisfied with it. He then came up with the idea of the city having an edge and having the character discover okay. what they would find once they reached that edge. That actually makes it more interesting. Visually, too. There's a better oh, ending. It's visually, it's perfect because yeah. William Hurt flies out through the barrier with yeah. uh, one of the aliens, and he's like, yeah. He, he turns around and visually, it's really cool looking. He's like, yeah. it and he sees like the the circle, yeah, that is the the city, yeah. in the space, and he's like, yeah. that's the last thing he sees before he dies. Is yeah. oh, he finally got his answer, and then he died. It was perfect. I wasn't worth it. <laughs> like it, you see him like. Okay, fuck this, and just dies right there in space. And then, I I thought this last scene. I have a deleted scene here, if I could. Yes, 
this scene doesn't make any sense to me because this is how the doctor celebrates after after they defeat the aliens. And I thought it was mm. weird. It, it didn't fit. Is that why it's a, is that why it's a deleted scene? He took it out. Yeah, it doesn't fit at all. It's it's very bright, and he's not wearing the same uh, hair, and he's not wearing the same uniform. But here's I, I know so then puts his memories into Rufus Sewell, and he like trains him from birth. Right. Yeah. Memories. Yes. And then it cuts to the doctor, and this is how he celebrates. It's very strange. Hey, keep you a pirate, man. That would explain everything. I didn't. I'm so glad you included that clip. I didn't know how that fit into the movie. It's strange, but it makes sense with the character if you break it down. He didn't speak the same. He was so happy uh, he forgot to speak the lines. That, uh, looks, that would explain everything. Well, like, watch this. Hey, keep you a pirate, man. That would explain everything. Come on. <laughs> It's one of the greatest clips of all time. He, he is amazing. Keeper that's, Sutherland. I want to hang out with Keeper Sutherland. He's awesome. That's what I was doing when he jumped on. I was saying, I got a clip. Don't worry. I won't yeah. mention one of those. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. That would uh, explain everything. <laughs> You're oh, a pirate. This is weird foreign friend who's equally as drunk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think he's just a guy in the lobby. It's probably some like uh, uh, Bru- it's probably the, uh, was the Burj Khalif or something. I'm thinking he's just in the lobby. Well, that'll explain everything. It's Charlie so- uh, Sutherland. God, it's funny. Some random family member. Sure. Hey, hey <laughs> Kiefer, you're a pirate. That would explain <laughs> everything. God damn. And then you got the fucking dramatic opera music. <laughs> it's the perfect clip of all... It might be the best clip of all time. In fact... Hey, keep you a pirate, man. That would explain everything. Come on. <laughs> He's he a genius. I have a question. My first question in the movie, because I saw his new the trailer for his new show. It's called Rabbit Hole. I wrote, mm. I wrote down: Is Kiefer Sutherland a good actor? It's questionable. I think he's not bad. But there's TV Kiefer, there's movie Kiefer. I think there's a difference. I think movie Kiefer is great. Yes. TV Kiefer is clearly, I hate saying his name, is clearly there to just work. Yeah, I would agree. My camera fell off. It just feels like he's showing up. I'm on 24. Now I'm on Rabbit Hole. I had my show Designated Survivor. Nobody fucking watched it. Yeah. Nobody cared. I, th- I feel like he did a show in between. He did 24 again. Like yeah, I think that's, maybe that's what it was. Show. They did a revival 24, like a, a, a miniseries revival 24. They just called just, it 12 because it was 12 episodes. He's one of those guys that just can't get a good grasp on. I like him when I see him, but I'm like, okay. He's doing his thing in this movie and it, it works. Yeah. You get over it pretty quick yeah. when you hear his cadence. Yes. Uh, you do, you, yeah, at first it's a little off-putting, but then you realize, okay, I can deal with that. I'm getting used to it. But I love what Rufus Sewell, who I like as an actor, I've seen a bunch of stuff since yeah. Dark City. And actually, it's nice that he works. 
quite a lot. Like that guy works a lot for a guy that was in a movie that bombed out the bat. Like this could have been a career ender for him. But he goes, there's two movies where I know immediately who what fa- what uh, the fan is, who the fan is. He goes, people come up to me. I did a movie. A, a person comes up. Did you do? Were you the guy in Dangerous Beauty? And he does that voice. And he goes, I got that's the movie I did, Dangerous Beauty. And then I got the other guy that comes with me. Goes, hey, uh, we Dark City. <laughs> it's always the two different, the two different oh, types yes. of people. And they, yeah, we're the we're the Dark City people. And there's other people that go, were you in Dangerous Beauty? <laughs> they love they love Dangerous Beauty for some reason. And he talked about that. He goes, I don't know why, but those are the two movies I get most recognized from. And I always it's the, it's the same people that come up to me every time. I want to come up and go. Were you the prince, the illusionist? <laughs> you were great, the illusionist. Remember that prestige rip failed, off, rip off that sucked. No, I, when that came out, when that movie came out, and the I remember at the ArcLight because that came out in August of that year, and then Prestige came out in October. There was a going warfare between people who liked the illusionist and people who said Prestige was better, and there was a war. They were trying to say Illusionist was a better movie. And I said, fuck no, it was not. Like, Illusionist was fine, but it was not the Prestige. Prestige, no, is, first a time master- I watched it- Prestige is a masterpiece. <laughs> first time I watched uh, Illusionist, I go, that was actually pretty good. Second time I watched it, I yeah, go, fuck this movie. It's irritating. It's Ed Norton's fault. It's Ed Norton's fault. I'm finally looking up what uh, Dangerous Beauty is because I've, I've never seen it. Yeah, it's like a romantic uh, drama. Same year. Same year as Dark City. Yeah, that's, what he, that's why he mentions it, I think. Oliver Platt, Naomi Watts, yeah. Mara Kelly, um, Jake Weber. Okay, interesting. Jake Weber. It sounds like someone that's on wings. No, he's the guy from Dark uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead, the new the remake. Oh shit! Yeah, he's yeah. The guy yeah, who I has the him. kid who died, and he's he's the handsome male lead. He's that guy. Um, interesting. I've never seen this movie. It looks uh, not for me. It's probably it, it's not for us. No, it's uh, yeah. I think this is it right here. John Adams, the little mini series there. Oh, he's in a lot of stuff. He's in, he's in the market. The he was in. Master Zoro sequel. He's an old. He's in N. Night Shyamalan's old. Yeah, there that. you go. Still working. He's the only actor I can hate in that movie. What are you playing? Oh. I got through his Sula interview. I'm trying to see if he mentions. I think this is it. It's, it's, I think it's from the DVD, but I think it's like an, it's like an, out, it's like an outtake. While you're looking through that, I want to say I saw a Super Mario Brothers movie last night, which is why I'm wearing the shirt. Yes. Took my daughter to see it last night. She was very excited, and she was staring at the screen the whole time, just like smile on her face. And oh, have a good time watching it. That's good. Not going to do a whole review of it, obviously, but it was a lot of fun. I didn't yeah. like it for the first 30 minutes, and then it completely won me over in the last hour. And I was like, all right. didn't want it to end by the time it ended because it was getting wow. really good. And I'm like, all right, here we-. they had a lot of inside jokes, just a ton. Yeah, of them. that's what I hear. You gotta be a Nintendo fan to know yes. what's going on. Not not to know what's going on, but to know all the side jokes that they have because there's like tons of characters that they they don't 
explain anything. You just see him in the background. I'm like, ah, okay. Did you see that? Uh, time you wouldn't shut up. Oh, it's it. I'm like, mm. oh god, the guy. Oh god, his wife fan, is going back and boy. Oh no, you gotta turn around and say internal eye. <laughs> no, he, he's holding a baby and he's telling us what him and his wife are going back and forth every time there's a joke. Uh, oh, it's I don't care who's that. What the fuck they're holding? You don't do that in a movie theater. Throw that shit. It's like get that, get your. You need to be fucking removing your baby because you're he's gonna grow up and be a dumb fuck like you. Two options: internalize or I throw the baby. <laughs> I'm gonna throw before I kill you. I'm gonna throw your baby out the theater door. I think I could throw a baby like twenty Chuck yards, it. maybe. It's possible, but they got their you get a good their, collar their, grab on that fucking thing. It's behind I don't you. know because oh, their, man, their legs, long. their legs and their arms are so wanky. It's like they become like gravity kind of like stops them. But I think they would fly. They would soar like this, like Mario does when he's got his. I don't know. Well, he's got well, he's got the suit on. He's got the, the yeah. squirrel suit, right? But the whole yeah, thing. I didn't like Jack Black at, during his first scene. I didn't like Anna Taylor, Anna Taylor Joy mm. in her first scene. I thought they were doing too much voice acting. Mm. Turns out after that scene, their introductory scenes, they're fine. Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Jack Black's done voiceover before. Why is he? Yeah, he's so awkward. A, he has a ton of stuff. Yeah, but he has a couple well, he, uh, songs in there, like love ballads to Princess oh, Peach. They're pretty funny. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Are the original cool. songs or are they are no, the original just, songs yeah, or original they... songs? Oh, okay, interesting. But I loved, I loved hearing when they're doing like dramatic sequences. They're like, do, yeah. I'm like, ah. Are they really? That's funny. Yes, it's so funny. That's funny. So yeah, a lot of critics hate this movie because, I, well, no, um, well, I don't know if critics hated Dark City. It wasn't. I don't think they understood it. Maybe uh, Roger Ebert did. He's probably the only one. I think Roger Ebert was the only champion of this movie when it came out initially because nobody saw. It. I mean, this movie made no money. I think it barely broke even, which means it lost money because it cost. Budget was like twenty seven million. I think it's all it made worldwide was twenty seven million. So yeah, it's just it's it made unfortunate. Budget back. But that when that doesn't mean it made his budget back. It just means it broke because you got to take in the prints and ads. Which, by the way, the first time I ever heard of Dark City was I was at a Star Trek convention seeing Jonathan Franks. Jonathan Franks was there, and they gave you like free stuff as you came in, like promotional stuff. And what they gave me was a Dark City mouse pad. I wish Do I you still, still had have it. it. I don't. I don't know where it went. I think it. I think it rotted because the show, it was the show that, is over. It was that mesh material. It was that old mouse material. It just. It just basically. Oh, it rotted away. I think it rotted and just fell damn. apart. Yeah, I was like, oh damn! I wish I kept really it. Maybe it, well, I could. Maybe I'll look around. Maybe it's in a box. So I don't. I don't think so. Though. I think it's gone. I think it was destroyed. Ass to ass. Hey, Marion, I, I didn't take this out to tune. I didn't take this out for air, honey. You gonna tune your titties, honey, in my direction? <laughs> but now, in the at the end, though, when he makes the ocean, now if everybody, everybody started going swimming in the ocean, when they realize, holy shit, we're in space, <laughs> they get to the bottom of the of the water. This place is a nightmare. I don't think there's any hiding it at a certain point. You know what I mean? We, we're in space. I think they just accept it. Deal with yeah, it. they accept that at one point. We're in space. I mean, technically, we're in the same boat. We're in a fleet. No, but they're sphere. very, very much isolated in space. That's true. They were kidnapped and 
place in a different time. That yeah. could be a thousand years in the future too, by the way, because we don't know. The aliens made the the the, the, yeah. the decor of the set of the city, and it's so they like timelines. Oh, so it's so cool. Can I say one thing about the ending? No, we're talking about it. The, the the reveal that they're in space. Yeah, the very first time I watched this, I was like, "Yeah, they're in space. They're aliens." They right. told me they're aliens. I wasn't like, right. "Oh my god!" I was like, "Yeah, they're aliens." Okay. Oh, so makes sense. I, I felt. I wasn't like let down. I was just like the characters are finding out they're in space now. I wasn't blown away. Right. So I, yeah. I don't consider this a twist right. ending. It's more for the right. characters than it is for the audience, if you ask me. Right. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I don't think it. It amazed me. I, I enjoy it though. I just like. I remember seeing the movie and being like, "This is impressive." This movie just—it's not about this movie. I love this movie, so I was just yeah. like, you know, I've always liked the the you know darker, weirder movies anyway that are different, that are interesting. I don't like the same like nowadays movies are just shit. I mean, it's bad. It's to a point where I, I don't even go to. The, I don't get excited about any movies anymore. Nothing comes out now that I'm excited about. I don't care. I used to see movies. I used to go to the movie theater in my prime. I'd see. I could see three movies in a day. Like I would pull that shit. I would. I could pull that and do it, and be happy about it. Now, fuck, forget it. I couldn't do one and a half. I would get bored. I'm just like, okay, I, I can't do this. I gotta go home. I want to go home and watch. Oh, but the end of the like, ninety minute Super Mario Brothers, I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the thing. It's, I don't want to stay here. I'm done. You can't like you can't yeah, do the it, thing it, you did as a teenager where you're like, all right, I pay for that ticket. I'm gonna sneak over here. Exactly. Yeah. Down. I want to give at least four hundred dollars out of movies for this deal. I'll just keep. I'll just stay here all day and watch three movies. No, that's gone. because at the art at the AMC you could do that in Burbank because it was a big horseshoe. So you could stay in there all day and just like sneak into every single theater. Nobody and knew. they spaced them out. Nobody cared. Well, nobody cared. Even if they knew, they're just like, yeah, you know, we don't make any money off the ticket anyway. So what do we care? Go buy more popcorn and soda, and you'll be fine. And that's what they want. If you had popcorn and soda, you're fine. You paid thirty dollars to be here. Have fun. Uh, you can watch whatever you want. But yeah, I think I saw three movies in one day. Oh, God. That, that, that was tough, though. That, that was kind of rough, though. I was just like, ooh, I don't know if I could ever do that again. Because it was just like you felt it towards the end of the day. You're just like, ooh, this was a mistake. I can't, I can't do this anymore. I think it was I did that, visit. but I would pay for the ticket because they were like $3 a ticket when I was in Mississippi. Remember I, I told think, you I was- well, I, I went and saw... I was going back and forth between um, The Departed and Rocky Balboa. Right, yeah. Just back and forth. Because I had fucking nothing to do down in Mississippi. So I'm like, fuck oh, it. Sure, I'll go yeah. see these two movies over and over and over. Yeah. And did they start to become one movie? Rocky Balboa's fighting Jack Nicholson? No, but they're kind of tied together in my mind because I saw them like 10 exactly, times yeah. in the theater. Like I saw them so much. Right. I went every day that week. Ray Ray Winstone is is uh, training Mason the Line Dixon. <laughs> and Mason dr- the Line Dixon. And for some reason, Rocky Balboa is, is working in an IRA bar, yeah. getting China circuitry to China, buying microprocessors. And Ray Winstone goes, micro, listen, microprocessor. Listen, Rocky. I'm the guy who tells you yeah. who you can hit and yeah. who you can't hit. You can't, you can't that guy exactly. ain't exactly someone you can hit. He's not someone you can't hit. The other way around. But... 
Yeah, right. it's just, I just, there's nothing else to do. The theater used to be a fun experience. I did have fun yesterday, and we're going again next week, right. next Saturday, to see uh, Renfield. You're going to oh, see yeah, that, yeah. Right? I'll definitely go see Renfield, yeah. No, yeah, I want to, I'm excited yeah. for that. It looks fun. Like, I'll, I'll go see that one. But I still need to so see... Moving on the 21st. I still need to see Dungeons & Dragons. I, I want to see John Wick 4, but it's just like... I can't do it. I just feel no Scream like, six push. or whatever. Yes, I don't care. I still haven't seen Scream Five. Neither I'll see I. that. I, I can watch it on Paramount Plus. It's on Paramount Plus. Yeah, watch it. There, I'm gonna I watch guess. it. I don't, so, I don't know. I, just don't I saw care. the Scream Three in the theater. I saw all the screams. I in saw the, theater. The, the worst Scream movie I saw in the theater. Scream Three. Scream Three. Scream Three is probably one. the worst. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely one's the worst. I saw Scream One when it, when I think, in the re-release when it came out because they re-released it in Christmas time, I think. Because I missed it when it came out in August, and we went and saw it in the in the Christmas re-release. And then uh, saw Scream Two, saw Scream Three, saw Scream Four, and then that was it. I haven't because there was fucking fifteen years in between each one after that. Yeah. So and, and I have to. They do a cool thing at Harkins here in, in Phoenix where they play every Tuesday for five bucks. You can go see a classic throwback movie. Right. Uh, they do it at 7, 7 p.m. And it's like, I used to go all the time. I saw Memento. I saw just a ton of movies that way. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So this Tuesday, they're doing Eternal Sunshine. I'm like, I did yeah. see that in the theater twice when it first came out. Um, So I don't need to see that again, but I'd love to go back and watch it again there. But in right. three weeks, they're doing 2001. Yeah. And I, I have I saw that in the theater when we were in L.A. But I'm like, I tell my wife about it. And she's like, what? What movie? And I'm like, she ain't, she ain't going to sit The one tattooed on, on my movie. wrist here. She is takes not going to sit through that movie. You can't, you can't not see this. It's this no. is 2001. I've told you 2001 times. And uh, then they're doing, huh? they're, they're, also, they're doing a ton of movies. Like, every Tuesday they do it. And Seen some great movies in there. Five yeah. bucks, fucking great. If, Can't beat that. Back when I was single, used to go all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, now yeah, yeah, I'm single. I, I don't go to the movies at all now. So either way, it doesn't matter. No. I just want me a shot and leave me alone. Yeah, the outside world gets involved. I don't like. I do want to say world. because this is our first, our last show before this date comes up on my calendar is April 11th, 1974, Adam's birthday. Oh. Happy birthday, Adam. Is it April? Oh, it's April 7th. Dead fuck. Dead, 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 dead. He would be You're trying to give 49 this year. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, I didn't do the math though right now. Wow. Crazy you say that. Yeah, because he's a decade older than I was. Yeah. Yeah, he was older. 30. He was way older, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Dark City, Dark City, as you're getting to, it is a cult movie now. It felt like a cult movie when it came out. Because we watched oh, it, yeah. and we're like, this is a really good movie, but nobody's going to give a shit about this. You can tell while watching it. Yeah. The fact that it was made is kind of impressive. Yep. They won't do that again. They won't, no. make, that, they won't make that wonderful mistake twice. They did. They did make it exactly twice. The crow and Dark <laughs> the City. Crow. There you go. The crow's in my top ten or top fifteen. Dark oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Dark City's like eighteen, nineteen, somewhere in there. Oh I shit! Have, I don't remember the exact actual list, but 
Nikki and Stevie react. Hot fuzz. The okay. First time they ever watched it. I'm gonna watch well, that tonight. I'll say first time I watched I Hot love, Fuzz, didn't care for it that much. I loved it. Second I loved time it I watched Hot thought. Fuzz, it was my favorite comedy maybe of all time. Yeah, it's amazing. Because I, I I got over the hump of what's happening now? Why is this happening? And then I was like, yeah. oh, I see all the setup. Like I was not on board the first time around. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit it right off the bat. Right. Like, yeah. Okay, movie. Second time I'm like. I sometimes, get it. sometimes it takes two times yeah. for a movie to get to you, and that's the thing. It's like because you need to you need to give it time. If you didn't get it, maybe you need a minute, yeah, and go back to it. But just you need to give a movie at least two two chances. And that's what I'm realizing when we did the M Night fair. last week on this show. Is I hated right. Signs and I hated the Village. Watched right. it again. And I'm not like, terrible. those are fine. I, I liked them just fine. I didn't love them. I gave them yeah. both sixes after, but I'm like, those are yeah. actually good movies. Yeah, they're, they're not fours. And I, you, when you get older, you get a little more uh, lenient and less uh, pessimistic. And I'm like, yeah, that, yeah. I was more patient. And I liked them. But Dark City, I, I fucking love right off the bat. I'm so glad you oh, picked yeah. this movie because it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a movie I used to watch like every year or so, maybe less. Yeah. But it's been a long time now. It's been probably five, six years at this point. So that's mm -hmm. why I'm like, I need to rewatch it before we start because I kind of forgot some of the ending. Well, I forgot and, about the Matrix fight where he shows yeah, yeah. the water thing and it blows up. I'm like, what is exactly. that kerosene? <laughs> he throws him in, the, yeah, the big well, the yeah. big uh, uh, water tower. <laughs> and then I, I just, I, the soundtrack is amazing too, though. This is yeah. one of those. Again, the crow had a great soundtrack. Dark City has a great soundtrack. You never hear the music in the movie, but it, it's uh, you hear the the orchestration, the the uh, composed music, which is still pretty good too. Because that's what I like about the soundtrack. It has the film music and the the, the pop music. Yeah. So they took like a couple like rock and roll, but more more indie rock, more industrial rock kind of songs, and they work for for the film for the film especially. The tone of the movie, what it is, yeah. But, uh, the soundtrack's really good. I have the soundtrack. I've always liked it for Dark City. And I'm sure now, if you for Dark City, yeah, really, it's a good soundtrack. Because this really is like soundtrack. one of the greatest soundtracks of all time, The Crow. Yeah, The Crow's it's, a better soundtrack, but yeah, yeah. but that's more it's forefront good. of it's about music. It's about a musician yeah. who dies, and it makes more sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Dark City, you have two covers by anita kingsley who sings for jennifer conley and she does sway yeah. and she does another one she does like old 40s you know songs or whatever or her like, sway like, version is old. really good though i like sway is very good this version is a very good the version sway one it's on the soundtrack out. yeah sway is good really? yeah sway is a good song on the soundtrack the other one is fine but i don't listen to it as much like that's always the track i kind of skip over because after that track you get into the score and the score by I think Trevor Rabin is the guy that did the score. It's really good. It's very well done. It's uh, and it's been used. In, it's trailer music. It, it's always in tra Trevor trailers Jones. now. You'll hear it. Trevor Jones, right? Trevor Jones did the music, and like I remember, um, you know, as time goes on, you remember trailers and the X Men trailer when it came out in two thousand had the Dark City music in it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. Dark City! And I was like, oh shit, it's Dark City. 
they're trying to rip off they're trying to set that up but yeah it's a great soundtrack definitely worth getting i turned matt on to that soundtrack too he loves it i, I brought it one day and i had a listen he goes oh it's a great soundtrack man and because he only likes like three so- three cds that he plays on repeat anytime he has a party it was it was um sublime the dj <laughs> 5000 whatever that one was and then the um um i think um Oh God, Primus! Every time, just those three uh, albums. That's all he would uh, play. I'm just like, and everybody. I remember everybody. Every time we had dinner, everybody was like, this, like brum, 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 we, we, we just every, everybody was like, okay, we've heard this album like seventy five. You know why he's into the Primus CD? It's because they sang the South Park intro. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. yeah. But this is, I mean, years. Of I do want to say this is Adam's copy of Dark City. Mm. I used to have this, but then I got rid of all my Blu-rays, yeah. and I was so glad. Right, yeah. Out of my top hundred, like I have, a t- I literally have a top hundred list, and right. I got all those movies from Adam, and I got like three in my top hundred. Wow. <laughs> this is one of them. It was wow. this and like Jackie Brown. Wow. wow. And Reservoir Dogs that I got mm. from Adam. I'm, I'm exaggerating. It's probably like sixth out of my top hundred, but I'm like. Adam and I had very similar tastes, but also very, very different tastes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They also have Female Vampire, the lesbian vampire soccer <laughs> erotica movie. There's nothing wrong with that. No, he just, he had a very different taste, and uh, it was nice he to liked, get Dark City, because I'm like, I fucking, it's one of my favorite movies. He liked okay. schlocky action movies. With, and like, I, I always say, titties. I always say, like during our show reviews, where I'm like, this one hit me in my B movie feels. Like, yes, I loved yeah. it for the fact that I love schlock, right? No, but this movie is just, I think it's vastly underrated. Yes, but also it's clearly not going to be meant for the mainstream. This is the way it's designed, front to back. Yeah, it's not, no. who's gonna? What average audience member is gonna sit through this movie and? This is stupid. This is yeah. doesn't make any sense. You don't get it. Who are the who are these pale guys? You know what I mean? It's just not gonna happen. So yeah. I can't believe this was made by a studio. And I'm so glad they did it though, because yeah. they've made their money back, you know, years later, but I'm glad they got because oh, they, otherwise they wouldn't have given Alex Price the chance to do the director's cut, which is Barely different, yeah. honestly. Let's be honest. I think the, the only thing is really the difference is the beginning and opening. He doesn't have the voiceover. That's really the only big difference. They do a grayer scale throughout the movie, barely. You'll notice in okay. a couple scenes. And he does right. a little more of the visual when he tunes. Right, yeah. Like it's a little more obvious that he's doing something, but yeah, that, no different. But when they cut the opening narration out, I was like, yes, on board. Yeah, because it is unnecessary. No, it is. It, it doesn't work. But again, studio interference. You know they they'll wreck everything. I'm looking at my top hundred. Let's see this lies. Number 20, 27. That's not bad. It's a pretty Dark good read. Yeah, it's pretty good. But uh, the crow is twelve. Wow. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Fucking love the crow. Crow you know is hates, good. You know who hates the crow? Jansen, oh, I can't. You can't even look at that guy. Can't even look at him. So upsetting. He won't even go to a baby shower. You know what's also on my top hundred that you said you recently watched? Shutter Island. Yeah. One after. I put that in my top. 
Dark City. I put that. At, yeah, I would. I would put that probably one twenty. I don't know. Shutter Island is fine. It's my number twenty-eight. Think, wow, twenty-eight. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I fucking love Shutter Island. You know that. I, I like it. Yeah. I, okay. No, it's it's one of those movies. I there's I have a ton of those movies where I'm like I overrate this, but it's for fucking me. I don't care about your. No, list. that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fine. Well, did you see? Um, how bored? How much would you hate someone if they went? Here's my top two fifty, and it's literally just IMDb. IMDb yeah, yeah. yeah You're like, stupid. fuck you. You got no personality. Like, no. Yeah, yeah I that. love Thirty Days a Night. It's in my top fifty. I'd say. Yeah. Fuck you. That's yeah. good. Well, it should be like that. Yeah. Where Where is Oh, Thirty the Days top, a Night top... is like seventy five ish. Oh wow! Okay. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. 71. Where'd you put near, uh, where's near dark on your list? Not on the list. Yeah. I just watched that. Keep in mind. So you're trying to figure, you're going to figure out where it goes. So this is my list from 2021. So I'm, okay. about every two years, I go through and remake my list. And I will definitely. Do right. That. Yeah. Because sometimes I forget what moves I saw in a year. They all kind of run together after a while. I know I well, saw I a lot. Got my list of movies I've seen as well. Yeah. While we were doing the show earlier, I just bought the Prestige on 4K because I keep wanting to pull the trigger and I never do. Nice. I'm like, you know, fucking doing it. Very good, very good. That's why we're talking Are about you it. Looking... Beyond belief. Are you looking closely? <laughs> Are you watching closely? You never really. How often do you look at a man's shoes? It's it's me. No, I know. <laughs> Clearly, but it reminds me of. Are you looking closely? How often do you really look at a man's shoes? No, I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the first thing. I'm, I'm sorry, so, Mr. Wayne. Exactly. <laughs> Mr. Wayne. Yeah. Oh, well, I think we should call it a night now on Dark City. Yes. I think uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Love Alex nine. Koyos. L- l- love him. Nine. Yeah, all the way nine. Nine's galore on that one. Love Actually, it. Actually, I have it as a 10 on IMDb, so I'll give it a 10. Yeah, that's it's a ten. Yeah, I agree. Nine ten. They kind of go interchangeable. Nine ten. It's like that's pretty much the best of the best. So they're kind of interchangeable. So it's yeah, it's definitely nine ten. Twenty seven. So yeah, I give it a ten. Absolutely. Um, love, love love that movie. Love it. It. I'm so glad you picked it. Next week we are doing. I don't have it with me, but uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Okay. Another movie, and that movie is my number four. That's my number four. That uh, it might be my number one, but I don't know. It goes back and forth. So I got Shawshank, I yeah, Memento, Seconds, Shawshank. Yeah, West. yeah, I would agree. I always kind of like to think I have a top ten number one movies because I can't, you know, can't pick one or the other. You have another. a much harder time all... making lists than I do. Yeah, I just I, I look at it like they're all equally good. So it's like I can't say, oh, one's better than the other when they're all the same. It's like a 10 is a 10. It's like you can't, that's it. You know, they don't make that many of them. So it's like if it's a good movie, it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. So why can't you just have a list of like your top, top 100 number one movies, honestly? Well, after my top 100, I go top 250 and I have a list on the side. Right. Not yeah. Order. It's just alphabetized. Yeah. And I'm like, Right. Any of those movies can be in the top hundred and or not, and here they are. Like, right? They're not. It's, this little list isn't for anyone but me, and it's just like I like to keep a list of it because I always have. Right. 
Because when you're a lonely child, you make lists of things. Because there's nothing. To I do. was a lonely <laughs> child. No, it's just a. Uh, and I like to have my top fi- uh, hundred movies up here on top here. You can. They sure, were yeah. here, but I moved, removed them. I'm gonna have them sorted yeah. by director now because we're starting to talk about directors. Yep. Your 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 room is a constant work in progress. It is. Much like my room, Absolutely I close. always do something. Yeah. Now I got to move everything because I put and, new. Sorry, what's that, that poster right over your right shoulder? Oh, once my time in the West. Yeah, we're talking about that next week. That one. That that's will the be movie next week. That goddamn right. Four fourteen. Our first time doing uh, Twilight Zone in a long time. Yeah. All right. Inside the jackets, inside the dusters with three men. Inside the three men with three bullets. We they do have shine men. Don't get killed. Let's get out of here because we have a real quick episode to do here. Oh God, do we? Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, let's just do it. It'll be five minutes. Good night, everybody. Good night, Dark City. So long, citizens. Bye bye.